So I always encourage sellers. This is one of the best times to list um, mm -hmm. because buyers, hey, New Year's resolution. Let's go buy a house this year. We're excited. We're ready to go. Um, and that's why I love that time frame. I just feel like houses are selling very quickly during that time. Um, but I feel like this year rates were higher. Buyers were kind of on the edge of their seat. Hey, are rates going to go lower? What's going to happen with the rates during that time? So I felt like um, it really started to happen May, June, July. Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Good morning, listeners. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Maryland Real Estate Influencers. Today, we have Dan Cohen with us. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule and agreeing to be interviewed today. Of course, Jennifer. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. Me too. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, who you work for, uh, what kind of team that you have? Um, and what got you into the business? Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, man. So, so I'm grateful to be in uh, in real estate. I've been in it since uh, 2015, uh, full time since 2016. Um, I'm currently with uh, EXP Realty, and I'm under the Manifest Network with uh, Jen Schiff and Michael Schiff. I'm grateful to have a great team here. Um, it's me. It's six agents. We have a great admin. Um, we also have a virtual assistant, and um, you know, especially during this year, we just really focus in on doing the activities. You know, the results will come if you do the activities. And that's something that we really, um, really focus on, especially this year. Uh, I love that. And um, right before we get into those activities, I want sure. the listeners to know why they should be listening to you. So, Dan, in the last 12 months, and please uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but the numbers that I pulled up on MMI is that in the last 12 months, we had 12, well, I'm sorry, we had seven buy side transactions for 3.1 million and 21 sell side transactions for 7.2 million, two dual side transactions for 560,000. So we've got almost $11 million in production in the last 12 months, and we are recording at the end of August 2023. So we've had a big shift in our market in the last 12 months with values, with interest rates, with uh, the amount of people selling their home, the amount of people looking for homes. And that's what I really want to go into is what steps you specifically and your team are taking today in order to have this kind of production in this uh um, Marilyn Realtor said that our show data data that we're 22% down year over year. So I want to specifically speak to you and what you are doing to have these incredible numbers. So I'm going to ask one thing, if you could please take off your humble hat for this 20 to 30 minutes and just get raw with us and tell us what you're doing, because these are exceptional numbers. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, 20, and I'm going to be as transparent as possible because it's uh, it's definitely um, definitely been a grind this year for sure. Um, 2022 was the best year I've ever had in my real estate career um, from January to December. I did about 18.5. That's that's the best year I've ever had. Um, and then going into 2023, yeah, it's been a little bit uh, slower for me personally. 
And what I had to do was get back to basics. You know, it's January, February came along, March. Um, I felt like spring got started late this year. That's the way I'm looking at it, where generally my favorite time to sell a house is February, March, because it's it's early spring. And by the time those houses actually settle, it's going to count as a spring sale. So I always encourage sellers, this is one of the best times to list. Um, mm -hmm. Because buyers, hey, New Year's resolution, let's go buy a house this year. We're excited. We're ready to go. Um, and that's why I love that time frame. I just feel like houses are selling very quickly during that time. Um, but I feel like this year, rates were higher. Buyers were kind of on the edge of their seat. Hey, are rates going to go lower? What's going to happen with the rates during that time? So I felt like um, it really started to happen May, June, July. Um, and I think buyers just kind of accepted what the rates were. And um, and so I feel like spring got started a little bit late this year. Um, but going back to the foundational pieces, I had to go back to the hammering letters and, you know, staying present, more present on social media. That's something that can easily get away from me to post. I'm not naturally a poster. Look at me. Here's what I did. This is what I'm about. You know, I like to just live my life and and um, not have to talk about it. That's not my my MO there. Um, so those are things that I, I certainly had to get back into and coming from a place of abundance and gratitude and just being grateful for where I'm at and what I have and looking at the cup as has, as has a half full, not half empty. Mm -hmm. So it really was a, a mind shift and, um, I'm still, I'm still battling with it to be totally honest. You know, it's still not where I want to be. There's still every day it's its challenges. And I look at it as controlled chaos. And, um, you know, a great realtor that I um, heard once, Annie Balzersack said that, and I think that's so true. It's um, every day, it's just controlled chaos. Um, and <laughs> really, so I really love that. Yeah, I really love that. Um, so it's yeah, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think just being a, a positive attitude towards the real estate market and where things are and when a buyer says they're going to take a break for a year, it's, hey, okay, I'm, I'm still here. I still want to communicate with you. Let's go find another buyer. Let's go find another seller. Let's go find another lead. Um, oh, yes. And ideally, it's if you're proactively prospecting every morning, you're going to lose a few. And I think that's that's when you know you have a full pipeline and you just got to keep going. Uh, yes. So that's what, I, that's what I always try to tell myself. Um, and, you know, since I got into the industry, I wanted to be known. I got into real estate as an investor. I never thought oh. I'd be a realtor. Just kind of wanted to learn more about the industry. So I got my license. And um, and I wanted to be known as the off-market king. I wanted to find all these off-market properties for my investors, for myself, for my family. So I made a lot of great connections. Um, and I still work those connections today. And those connections are estate attorneys, estate planning attorneys, wholesalers. Uh, bankruptcy attorneys. Um, so that's really been a lot of my year this year. It's really been a lot of estates and investors and some retail still. There's definitely some retail going on. Um, but I would say the estates has definitely uh, been a big part of my year. And tapping into those estates, the, the attorneys I haven't talked to in years, or digging a little bit deeper and not going wider. That's something that I really have tried to focus on this year. I love that. And could you share with us a little bit about what your daily success plan looks like when you are prospecting daily um, and when you're prospecting to the bankruptcy attorneys, the estate attorneys, the divorce attorneys, 
what does that kind of marketing look like? I, I don't want you to share anything you feel is your secret sauce um, mm -hmm. in this business. So let me preface it my question with that statement. Sure. Um, so I try to crush the mornings. That's how I look at it. You know, crush the mornings, get in early, get, get your get ready for the day, answer emails. And then from nine to 11, nine to 12, really just stay on the phones and, and, um, and just do it, you know? And, and I try to be a, I try to lead by example for the team as well. Um, you know, so I, I'd like to, I view myself as just another realtor, you know, just, Hey, I got to do the activities. Yes. There's more on my plate now. There's definitely more that I, I take on every day that, can be a distraction at times, you know, from mm -hmm. my personal business. Um, but I'm proud to say just happened this morning. I just posted it this morning. We had our fifth capper on the team. So it's really cool to have five people out of seven on the team that, that have achieved capping status. So that's I'm really, I'm really proud of that, um, that number there. Um, but for me, it, it's the mornings, it's planning, it's getting up early and doing what I have to do. And then the afternoon is appointment time or, whatever else may show up in my day. Um, for, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was just going to say for those that may not know uh, that are new to uh, real estate, could you explain what capping is? Sure, absolutely. So some brokerages have it, not every brokerage. EXP is one of those. So what capping is, is you have a split with your brokerage at EXP, it's 80-20. And then once you, once you give EXP a certain amount of your 20%, for us, it's sixteen thousand. Um, once you give that, then the agent will will achieve a hundred percent of their commission for the Absolutely. rest of the year. So then, after that year, then it starts over. And the idea is to do it quicker next year. Yes. Um, so yeah. that's that's really um, it's just a good accomplishment. You know, not all agents do that. Most agents don't. And for us to have five, um, I'm really proud of that. Is that a goal that you have on your team? No, it's not. It's something that we just, I always preach, focus on the activities and the results will come. You know, if you want to make $100,000 in a year, don't focus on $100,000 a year. Focus on setting two and a half appointments a week and everything else will fall into place. And that's that's that. what we focus on. I love that. You're saying so many things that are, um, I find very profound. Um, and it's about the prospecting every single day for uh, two to three hours. Um, I talk a lot. Sadly, mine goes into four or five hours <laughs> on Mondays. Good for I, you. Yeah. Awesome. I can't. I do get up and walk it out. You know, I take okay, I take cool. ten minutes off every hour uh, to walk it out um, or uh, do something. But I I do stay focused, and it is challenging as all get out. And I do it four days a week, uh, Monday through Thursday, and then Fridays I do podcasting. So I'm so I when I speak with someone that takes prospecting as seriously as I do, I get like goosebumps. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk to this person. <laughs> I love um, that. So I'm very excited by what you have to say. So may I ask, what does your daily success plan look like? Uh, from the, whether it's from the time you get up, right until um, the time you put your head down or, or the time you disconnect from the day. Because I find that some, my daily success plan starts six o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to make it to five. I swear I'm trying to make it to five <laughs> you for that those. miracle morning. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm going to get there. Um, so mine starts six o'clock in the morning is when my feet hit the ground. So I'm, I'm wondering what yours looks like. Yeah. So, um, 
so for me, it starts around six. I'm, I'm, I am two, aiming to get up at five and intending to get up at five and do a quick 30-minute workout downstairs. I still, love that. Still, still intending on it. And so I'll let we you can know hold each other accountable and get there <laughs> together. For sure. Um, so no, waking up at six, um, you know, starting with drinking water. That's where I start. And then I, um, you know, life shows up. It really does. You know, having yes. pets and a mm. two-year-old and it's, it's amazing what people do with multiple kids. I'll tell you that. That's yes. amazing what people do. Uh, but for me, it's it's rushing to get ready. I walk my dog and then I like to say my affirmations in the morning and try to put some positivity in my head by listening to a, you know, a, a podcast or something on YouTube, even if it's just a quick five to 10 minute video, just something to get my mind right. Uh, and then it's getting ready. It's dropping the daughter off. It's getting into the office about eight o'clock. And from eight to nine, it's getting ready for the day. It's creating my checklist of things I must do that day. It's being there for agents if they have questions or um, working on, you know, a lot of the time, especially recently is, you know, me and a partner are working on a flip right now. And it, that mm. was a whole learning experience. That one is over budget and, you know, just working through those things and trying to get ready to hit the market, hopefully early next week. Uh, so that's been definitely some time in the morning, I would say. And then by nine o'clock, I want to walk out of this office and go to the main room and start making my phone calls. And, and for me, it's really just crushing the morning. Yes. And uh, I try to look at every day as three, six hour days. And, mm. you know, from, so from like, or three, four hour days, you know, just look, try to break up my day into three days. Mm -hmm. Personal, then work or lead generation, then appointment time then maybe it's basketball that evening or maybe it's running or trying to do something that is that is just good for me you know in some kind of way so I really try to break it down that way and the most important time for my business is that morning time mm -hmm. I agree I agree it start it's prefaces the entire day of what it's going to be like when you can start your morning out calmly and centered um, do you have a business coach that you use and that is giving you the advice to contact these divorce attorneys, as bankruptcy attorneys, estate attorneys, uh, do the handwritten notes that you mentioned earlier? Is this just coming from within or do you have a business coach or mentor? Yes, yeah, so I've had a lot of great people in my real estate career that has helped me get here. Um, so right this very second, do I have a direct person? I do not. Um, I did have, um, I was using Jen Schiff. And she's still a mentor, still someone I greatly look up to, someone that I'm meeting for lunch today. Um, so it's somebody that I could always go to with questions. And I'm as happy as I can be with EXP and specifically the Manifest Network. Um, you know, they, they've, they've helped me form this team and try to get things on the right track. And, and whenever I need anything, they're always there for me. So she's not necessarily... My one-on-one -on -one coach, she was, mm -hmm. um, and now it's still a great mentor, someone I can go to with, you know, resources or certain documents or certain things that I need just to strategize for the team or getting ready for the team, um, which has helped me. And, um, you know, coach is someone that I have looked more into just as far as having a direct coach, because I do think they help and very valuable, um, but at this time, I do not. Gotcha. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So if we look over your business, uh, that uh, that $11 million in the last 12 months, do you know where that business has come from? Like, is it a direct uh, response to those uh, different attorneys that we were talking about? Are they past clients, referrals? Are we buying leads? What does that look like when you break down the last 12 months? Sure. So I would say it's um, probably 85% referral based at this mm -hmm. point. Um, and of those referrals, it's coming from my SOI, which I'm trying to feed several times every single month. It's, um, yes, it's my referral partners and my referral partners. Those are my, those are my A plus people to stay in touch with. Mm -hmm. So they get a gift from me every quarter. Um, you know, I'm sending them an email once a month. I'm just checking in with them. And what I've learned with these estate attorneys is we share that client. And hey, naturally, I got into estate attorneys thinking from an investor standpoint, maybe there's a deal here. Maybe there's a, an opportunity that's not on the market where for me or my investors. And what I've learned over the years is you know, that we share that client, me and that attorney. And I never want to do that attorney wrong where they think I'm trying to take advantage of somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I want. That's not what I'm about. Mm. Um, but maybe there's a client that just wants to get rid of a property. You know, so what I do is I give them options. Say, hey, here's what I would pay. Here's what I think it could go for on the market. Here's what I think is another strategy. Maybe you put $2,500 into the house and can we get $15,000 back on the sale? Mm. Um, so every situation is different. And it's about going in there and reading um, what the house is and just laying out the options for the family. Because a lot of the times the family, I've seen it too many times where the family dynamic gets in the way where maybe the adult children are not working well together. Maybe one person does not want to leave the house. Maybe one person is staying there free of charge and doesn't want to sell the house. Maybe that that older brother, sister, whatever. Um, so it's just working through that those dynamics as well and just laying out all the options and um, seeing what they want. Um, so that's a big part of it. Now, as far as leads go, I do buy leads. Um, and generally how that is, that goes through the, through the team more than anything. It goes round robin. Um, as a team, we are about 70% sellers. Um, that's what we do. We really focus on the sellers. Mm -hmm. Um, we have some great agents and every agent is kind of focusing on their own source. Um, Gabe, he's focusing on, he crushes Fizbo's. He's a great for sale by owner agent also does the expireds. Um, he, he loves lead generating. He's like, if he's not lead generating, his whole day is toast. You know, <laughs> he's, just, he's just so into it. Um, so it's really cool to watch that. Another one, Dylan, he's into um, personal representatives. So I've showed him how to go to the register of wills and skip trace the numbers and reach out to the personal representatives directly. And he's found a lot of great success with that. Um, you know, Bruce is calling um, a lot of his old lending clients um, and just checking in now that he's a realtor. He does both, but, you know, and he's found a lot of success with that. Um, you know, Maddie crushes the Z buyers. We have Redfin buyers. Justin does a lot with, you know, just charity work, donations, and first-time home buyers on vouchers, or not vouchers, through programs and grants. So we all have our little specialty, yet we all dabble in everything. Mm -hmm. And I always say, you know, let the leads come in, but what's our bread and butter? What are we really going to spend our time doing as leads come in? Mm -hmm. and, and then take it one step further where, if we focus on sellers, how can we market our sellers to get buyers from them? You know, so whether it's open houses or calling the neighborhood or 
whatever it is. Um, so those are, that's kind of what we focus on every day. I love that. I love that. I have two questions though. Does your team work on scripting? Because when somebody's got a unique skill, uh, such as Gabe and the for sale by owners that he's working with and, and, and Dylan and the personal representatives, I'm sure that they have a lot to teach because that's not the normal way that people, that agents that I have been speaking with um, are getting business. So I'm sure they've got a very unique skill set. And do y'all share that within the team when y'all get together? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, um, so we have meetings three times a week. Monday is our going over our numbers, our goal setting for the week and just tracking everyone's uh, metrics on where they are for the year. And Wednesday is our big call day. So Wednesday we get in at uh, we try to get an 8.30. It's more like 8.45. We do script practice. We get ready on who we're going to call for that day. And that's where, as a team, it's our commitment to each other. But we're going to be here. We're going to make our calls um, from 9 to 12 every day or every Wednesday. So that's a good script practicing day. Um, Dylan's really been leading the charge on that, which I, I'm grateful for, just to um, really take charge of that. And we bring in breakfast. We switch off who brings in breakfast every Wednesday. And uh, we just, hey, we, we play the music and we just, get in the zone and vibe and and just make our calls. So that's a good lead gen day. And then Friday, we have training every day at 11. Um, so Gabe has given his, um, shared with the team for sale by owner scripts and expired scripts and who he listens to and who we can learn from to get better. Absolutely, absolutely. And what does your Friday trainings look like since your scripting is on Wednesdays? What's that look like on your team? Yeah, so it's maybe how to evaluate the deal, um, how to find a deal, how to evaluate it, and what are the comps on that? Uh, maybe having a, um, a listing presentation, a buyer presentation, talking about the market updates, seeing what do we think of the market? Where are we? Let's share our thoughts and, and let's talk about it together. Maybe it's bringing in somebody and hearing from somebody else, not just me or people on the team. Um, it's very easy to get comfortable in our own little world here. With EXP, we have a lot of satellite offices and it's just us, which I love, but it's also, it can get very comfortable. And, you know, it's sometimes you need to go outside your comfort zone and learn from other people to grow. Because if we're just hearing what we have to say, are we growing the way we want to grow? Mm. Um, so, so I try to bring in people as well. And, um, you know, every every week is different. You know, this week um, I was going to focus in on... Um, on, um, I'm sorry, on comps, really focusing on comps and what we're seeing with the market and how to get our houses to sell. Um, you know, we've had, we have more active listings now than what we've had in a little bit. And it's, hey, it's not what it was. You have to work a little bit harder. You have to do a little bit more activities. And most importantly, we have to look at price mm. and, and oh, yeah. watch, watch price daily almost. Oh yes. It's changing Absolutely. pretty dramatically. Um, that is, that's, that is very good. Uh, what trends are you seeing in the marketplace right now? Yeah, it's interesting for me personally. Um, June and July were great months, uh, for myself personally, as for the team has been pretty steady. I'm really proud of where the team is. Um, August has been slower for me and I'm not sure if that is people are traveling, if it's, you know, getting ready for that school year, mm -hmm. um, or interest rates just creeping up again. And, uh, you know, so it's something that we are constantly evaluating. However, you talk to 10 different realtors, you'll get 10 different answers on where the market is. Um, Very true. You know, so 
Um, you ask someone like Dylan right now or Gabe, who um, is getting a lot under contract right now. You know, they're going to say that August is great. It's fine. Um, so in my opinion, what I think it is, is I think sellers still want to be top dollar. And I think a lot of buyers are maybe showing some fatigue, maybe being more conscious with their with their offer price, um, not wanting to pay these prices. And, and I think that's something to watch. Now, I do believe September and October are going to pick back up. I do mm -hmm. think right now there is a small seasonality effect, in my opinion. And, um, you know, I think sellers have to be realistic with price. Whereas before, let's say they wanted to list a house for 300,000. Let's say the comps were 300,000. Maybe they want to list for 310. Well, we have to show them the data and the actual stats that we, we can't necessarily do that anymore. Rather than listing for 300 or 310, maybe we try 289 or 294, not 294, nine. Um, you know, maybe we go a little bit below the comps that will give you not just the best price, but the best terms. Because I'm seeing buyers can get some deals right now. Um, for houses that are sitting, not every house, but houses that are overpriced, um, buyers can come in and get 40000 off a, a house, depending on price point. And I'm also seeing buyers winning in inspections. So I think in order to get the right terms and the right situations for sellers, it all starts with how you're positioned from day one. And that that's really what I'm looking at. That's good. And how do you have those conversations with your sellers in a positive atmosphere? Um, especially if your seller is uh, maybe um, uh, um, placing you against two different other realtors, how does that look in your in your world? Sure, and that's that's something that's very tough. And you know, it's it's having the conversations that I don't dictate the market; I just interpret it. You know, and here's the stats recently. And sometimes I'll let them try. You know, sometimes I'll let them try at a, at a higher price. Now, nothing outrageous. Um, but if it's within reason, within a range that I think is possible, I'm not afraid to try it, but I want to set those pro proper expectations with them. Mm. That, hey, after two weeks on the market, if we don't get at least three showings, but well, we should be getting more than that, it's telling us it's price. And what we don't want to do is follow the market down. We want to get ahead of the market. So if we're not getting the activities, we don't get an offer, then let's try it my way and let's list it at this price and see what happens. Now, if they're very far apart, what I'll do is I'll pay for an appraisal. Let's get an appraisal done prior to going on the market and seeing what a third party says. And hey, if it comes back great, we can use it to our advantage. If it doesn't, that's that's between me and you, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. You know, so that's another way. And I'll pay for it. You know, I'll pay for the appraisal, show them that I'm committed, sign the listing agreement, and I'll pay for it day one. Um, but that way it's I'm not the bad guy, you know, no. that way it's, it's I kind of uh, love that idea going forward, because I think that's one thing in our business that I, I've never been a, a fan of is that when we give the appraiser the contract of sale, mm -hmm. I don't I don't think that we should be doing that. I think it should be on his own volition on what his profession is saying that the value is not what trying to hit a number on a contract. That's just my own personal that's a great point from your side. Yeah, it makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, it just, it's one of those things I always wondered why um, it's done that way. And I've been doing this 25 years and it still makes my head scratch. Um, <laughs> and I, because you can have an appraiser say that one house is worth 600,000. You can have another appraiser say the house is worth 500,000. And if they have the comps, sadly, they're both right. Yeah. And that's the part that blows my mind about appraisal. Right. So hopefully 
um, I keep on going to be positive that it's going to yeah. work its way out eventually. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I, I completely, I love that you um, are taking that initiative and getting that done in advance when necessary, uh, because then you don't have a contract and uh, you don't have a number that you're giving them and you're having them do it based on their professionalism and what they really believe that the home is, is, is worth. Absolutely. And that's a strategy that came from Gabe on my team. You know, he started doing oh. it and we shared it as a team together. And and um, a couple of us are doing that now, you know, so we all communicate with each other, different strategies, different ways to win listings, especially him going to a lot of for sale by owners. There's more competition there, you know, so he's he's really good at what he does. You know, it's it's, it's fun to watch. I love that. I love that. Um, is there a secret that you think that has made you the realtor that you are today? Is there is there one thing, not your secret sauce or anything, but is there one thing that you can um, go back to and say, this is what made me since 2015, the person I am or the realtor I am here now in 2023? Yeah, you know, so um, there's a couple of things. Um, so one is goal setting. Goal setting is very important to me and then breaking it down small. Um, I used to look at it hey, I want to do blank this year and just kind of hope it works out, manifesting it, putting it out there in the universe. And what I started doing last year was breaking it down every quarter. So I'm looking at my wall right now and I would write down the actual names of people that would go under contract. So I, so rather than focusing on all these leads, let's just look at my pipeline and who I think could go under contract this mm. first quarter and just focus in on them. And then I've been doing that every quarter. So, hey, here's my... 3 million that I need to do. It's sitting right here. Let's just focus in on them and help them. That's one thing. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, another thing is looking at the metrics, right? The numbers. Um, but also when I first got into the industry, I looked up, what do people hate about realtors? Like what, what makes us annoying to people? Mm -hmm. And one is the communication. Maybe we over communicate in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then when we get a client, a lot of people say, I never hear from my my realtor or yes. I never talk to them. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm communicating with, with my sellers and buyers. I aim to do it at least weekly, especially those clients that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. And I always, I always say good, bad, or ugly. I want to communicate with you. If we don't I have a showing it. this week, if you don't have a showing this week, okay, what are we going to do to get more showings? Well, Mr. And Mrs. Seller, here's what I'm intending to do this week. Here's what you can expect from me. And then next week, let's evaluate after the weekend and, you know, talk more. Maybe it is price. That way, it's not just me coming to them every two weeks with a price conversation. It's what am I doing to help get their house out there? Exactly. And it has to be a give and take relationship. And that's something that I really work on with sellers. I love it. I love it. I actually included um, that into my daily success plan. So on Tuesdays, I reach out to everybody uh, that is under contract and all different parties of that okay. contract every single Tuesday, every single contract, everybody gets touched between nine and 12. Uh, that's my thing that I do. And then on um Thursdays, I do people that are pre-approved and looking, somebody that is in the process, not under contract, and I'm reaching out to each of the parties and all uh, throughout the entire transaction. And I do that on Thursdays. And I just kind of slid that into my daily success plan between my nine and 12. So each day it looks different who I'm contacting, but it's religiously that contact that goes up. And I think that's what speaks um, 
for the business. Now, some people get it and see that I'm doing it. And some people don't get it. And it's when they don't get it, it makes me scratch my head. Like you said, well, why don't people like people in our industry? It's typically you are, you hit the nail on the head um, from what um, NAR is saying and Maryland Realtors is saying, it's the lack of communication. So when you take the steps and hit the communication and it doesn't affect people, you kind of just scratch your head and go, I don't understand. But I guess communication looks different to everybody. Absolutely. I love, I love how disciplined and focused you are on your weekly um, success plan. I, I can see it just from the things you're telling me. Oh, um, yeah. And um, hey, if you call your seller every week, they're not yes. going to fire you. you know? <laughs> they're going to they're gonna stick with you. Yes. And maybe it takes three months to sell. If you're communicating, they're not going to get upset with you. Exactly. Um, that's what I found. And it's just, maybe they changed their heart and don't want to sell anymore. Could happen. That's possible. Oh, yeah. I see it, especially this time of year coming up. Maybe they are tired and going into November, I say, hey, all right, let's take a break. We'll take, you know, a three-month break and list it in. February. Let's reset the market. The market will look different then. Um, and I have those conversations towards the end of the year with, with some sellers and it works. It generally works. Good. But yeah, no, I love, I your, love your, that. Your yeah. I love that. So um, I'd like to know, I know we're in August, so yeah. I'm not going to ask you only for goals for 2024, because we still got four more months in this year to kick tail and take names. So I'm going to ask you for the next four months, what are the goals that you have for yourself and your team as you close out this year? Yeah. So for me, as I mentioned, it's, um, it's definitely been, let's say August was, was slower for sure. And that sent me back, um, at bare minimum, what I like to do is at least 12 million a year. That's what I'd like to do. Mm -hmm. And I, I am a little bit behind on that for this year. Uh, so for me, it's, as I mentioned, focusing it on my board as I look over and see who do I have for the next, you know, 90 days. And that's it, you know, because we're almost done this year. We don't have that much time. Uh, we probably have, if, if it's September, it's, what is it? It's it's 75 more days, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Middle of November. So, um, so really just digging deeper and doubling down and just really focusing in on the business that's sitting there. You know, it's, I have those active listings. It's let's, that's my, that's my September right now. You know, it's just focusing in on them and getting them under contract and that will get me to where I need to be. So for me, it's just focusing in that's what's right in front of me and, um, and getting them going. And as far as the team, the same thing, you know, we all are kind of in the same spot. We all work really hard and it's just, let's just take it, one month at a time and hit the goals that we want to hit. And um, yeah, so that's, that's really what, um, what I'm aiming I for. It. I have a, um, I have a, a marketing thing I'll send to you uh, when we get off of this so that you could uh, just another idea in case yeah. it resonates with you and or your team. I'll share that with you. I'll send it to you on text message. That. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so if, somebody's listening to this and they're saying, wow, this is a unique way that this team runs or that um, I'm interested in what uh, this 80-20 rule is in capping with EXP and with your team specifically, the Manifest Network. Um, how should they get a hold of you? Should they reach out to me and have me reach out to you? Or are you open to giving your, your um, information out? No, of course. I'm more than happy to give my information out. They can certainly reach out to you. Um, 
yeah, just try to start to save my email now and uh, my yes, phone please. number. Yeah, yeah. So my phone number, my cell. You can text me, call me at four one zero five nine eight four three seven two, or you can send me an email at dan at dancohenhomes.com. And um, I'd love to talk to you about it. And I've been to several brokerages, and honestly, I'm as happy as I've ever been. Um, I'm not a I'm not a recruiter. Organically, it does happen, and that's just not what I focus on. Um, but that is something that. Hey, if I can change somebody's life and, um, you know, somebody great told me, all we have is our words. Mm. How can we change somebody's life with our words? Mm, and I so always true. try to always try to keep that in mind when talking to people and real estate has been so good to me. And if I could help anybody, um, that's really what's near and dear to my heart. So that's um, love to talk to people. I thank you for that. And so y'all, if you're listening and you would like to find out more about Dan, his team, uh, EXP, Capping the Manifest Network, please reach out to him directly. And you know, I'm going to ask, please share this with two of your favorite colleagues, uh, this episode. Also, leave us an honest review of my interview with Dan today and the kind of business that he is sharing and the kind of marketing and the the daily success plan that he has, we really want to hear from you. So two things, please share it with two of your colleagues and please leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And until next time, thank you so much, Dan, for coming on today. I so appreciate you and your time and your willingness to open up uh, your books and, or, and what you're doing with your team. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Jennifer. Really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks, you as well. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it, and I'll thank you for it too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 